This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Was that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Welcome, welcome again to another episode of That Millwall Podcast. This time it's getting more like the shows we are always planned on doing. Uh, today you've got myself and Omar, who is obviously the other main presenter on That Millwall Podcast. Good afternoon, Omar. Good afternoon to you, Mickey, and everyone listening. What we thought we'd do is we're coming back into the into the world of football. There's some points what we feel need to be possibly cleared and just out there for people. Um, talk about a few bits and pieces, the players, etc., and just really where we see um, this podcast possibly going uh, over the next however long, years, months, weeks, days, whatever it is. Um, we're doing it because we enjoy doing it and we're doing it because we want to do it. Um, and hopefully along that journey, we will get listeners and we will build ourselves an audience. We're doing okay at the moment. But we've got some good shows planned, haven't we, Omar? Yeah, we do indeed. I think um, I'll leave that to you to reveal it later on in the show. So if you want to find out what it is, I think what we might do. Yeah, I think what we might do is reveal part of it, but not actually Mm -hmm. tell who all the guests are on that, Um, (laughs) because I think that will be yeah, it will be looking. I mean, to be fair, I feel um, it's going to make me feel like a kid at a sweet shop when we do that one. So. um, (laughs) 
you and me yeah. both mate but yeah i think we've got loads of ideas and you know we want to try and plug a gap that maybe is not there before you know we've obviously everyone loves a podcast ball so you know we're hoping to branch out do other things you know if you're into your writing obviously as well i'm sure we'll touch on that in a minute but you know if we want to be kind of a hub of place to go to we won't be breaking news every five seconds but we'll be giving an opinion and hopefully people will like to hear what we've got to say really yeah, I think what we want to do, um, and, and obviously what we talked about. So, yeah, I think what, what we want to do is we want to look at, if you're a writer, we're going to have a platform to be able to get some of your material out there. We're looking at rebuilding a website um, uh, and doing a design of a website. We're looking to get that out soon. If you've got comments, if you've got opinions, then, you know, we'd love to have you on as a as a guest on the show to um, speak about whatever, whether that be you just want to speak about certain games or you want to speak about certain players, players who possibly aren't really well known or or players you've known personally or, or things like what's happened. We're just looking to fill the show with general, what, what do you reckon, Millwall content, I suppose, is yeah. the right answer. But it's looking to be fully, hopefully, going forward, we're going to look at, with the ways of modern technology, we can make it, uh, hopefully, um, as interactive as possible. So away games... Uh, we're hoping that we can get quite a few different voices on after the game and just really listening to different views because I think in conversations me and you have had in conversations that me, you, Pete and and his boy had that we all see um, the same football game completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, No one actually sees it the same and we all have different opinions and I think those opinions are what creates. I think think one thing what, what was said to us uh, what we sort of discussed at the beginning of this planning and everything else was that we wanted the show to come across as basically people in a pub having a conversation. Um, yeah, there's going to be swearing, there's going to be, you know, there's probably going to be falling outs to such or, or disagreements or such. I don't think falling outs, but disagreements. Some players we think is shit, some players we don't. But hopefully we tick a few boxes and, and you enjoy it and you tune in um, each week, each month, each, each fortnight. Um, going forward it'll be each week but you just tune in and listen to the show and then obviously hopefully we can substitute that with with special shows where we hit on certain ex-players or things that mean a lot to Millwall fans certain eras um, big games that sort of stuff so we've got loads of ideas going forward and luckily enough me and Omar know some great experts who can who can offer uh, their help with um highlighting certain areas and highlighting certain things because you know pre probably pre-90s definitely um, some of those players we know as such but we probably never saw them play and, and probably pre-2000 pre-99 or pre-2000 for Omar he's probably never seen them play either so um, <laughs> so we will go so I suppose the first thing we sit there and do is go um, looking forward to the football Not so what we've got we've got about what 10 days or so before the first game kicks off yeah, buzzing, mate. I can't wait. I think, uh, obviously, Derby at home, you know, albeit it'll be a home game, but not for us to attend. But, you know, it's obviously the situation we're in at the moment. But, yeah, I can't wait. I've missed it. It's, it's crazy to think, obviously, what was it, start of March last time we saw them play when we went up to Nottingham. So, can't yeah, wait. It's, it last game that's it, yeah. Loved it every second of it. And, and the night afterwards was quite uh, good as well. But, you know, it's... <laughs> that was pre-match don't worry <laughs> but uh, no I, I can't wait for football to come back you know Derby is going to be an interesting game to have it'll be straight back into the football and um, yeah I think you know just nine games to go and 
two points off the playoffs with the majority of the games then and not far to travel for the other two games as well. So when you look at it now, you're thinking there's a real possibility we could sneak into the playoffs and why not think it and why not hope for it, really? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's um, I think it's real twitchy bum time because if there was any year that we could do it, it could be this year and, mm-hmm. and do it without a crowd. Um you know, and then it could be the year that we get to the Premiership and we fucking still don't get to go. <laughs> I mean, that would, be, that would be written into the FA fucking folklore. They extend the rules just for the sake of Millwall in the Premier League, mate. I can see yeah, it. We just extend it, extend it behind closed doors for another year and then we stay up and then it'll be in trouble. But no, I mean, um, I think we've got quite a good run going into the final games. I don't, I don't think we've got really anyone who's going to um, really worry us. I mean, hopefully Leeds are going to fuck it up as always. Um, they're at the top now. What are they? One point clear. Um, I think Fulham are, what, seven points uh, behind them. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a, a hell of a lot to play for. Um, and the news that we keep getting the players, I mean, the news that, you know, We've still got Bennett till the end of these games rather than the end of the season. We've got him to the end of these games and obviously uh, Woods and all that. Um, obviously, those listening, don't get yourself don't don't get yourself all hyped up at all. Oh, Bennett's um, Mason Bennett staying till the end of the season and then we could get him on a free. Well, you know, unfortunately, he signed a, a year extension at Derby um, before coming to us. So that's a no-no. And also, he's 23. So there would be big compensation um, payments involved in that um, which maybe we do at a later show I think maybe we'll look and find ourselves an expert and talk about this because it is a um, an area what I think is is fairly unknown um, and the legalities and the and the hoops you've got to jump through around it I think are, are quite strange when I was found on the board I sort of I was told quite a bit about it um, and I'm no way an expert but it does open your eyes at, you know Realistically, you could you could put your life into a kid, and he could at any point just go, no thanks, I'm going, yeah. um, and you get nothing. <laughs> I think a lot of it goes to tribunal as well, doesn't it? As well, it can do, sort of yeah. But I think the payment, I don't think the payment's massive. Cut of underground, no. maybe a million pound if that. But yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. If you've had him since, you know, if you've had him since ten and he turns eighteen and then goes and signs a pro contract with someone else and not you, or mm. even he doesn't sign his apprenticeship. Um, yeah, it's a it's a bit much. So yeah, Nathan, um, Nathan, um, Mason Bennett Man, definitely. I used to work with someone called Nathan Bennett. So <laughs> that's why I keep having pop, pop, pop. See. Um, But yeah, no, you're right in what you're saying. Hopefully, if if it does materialise, maybe we might be able to make it a permanent if we're interested in the summer. But again, who knows finances wise and everything like that. Obviously, what's going on the pandemic and how much money the club might lose out of this situation. Um, obviously, that could be in this situation as well. But you never know. If we get to the Premier League, we'll get the £100 million kitty, whatever they say you get for going to the Premier Division. So, we'll see. More than that. It's about £200 million, I think you get. There you go, yeah. Thereabouts with TV and everything else mm-hmm. that's in payments. I mean, that would definitely sort us out. But, yeah. I suppose, really, the sign-in that we really want is um, is Cooper. Yeah, I think he's been rumoured to about to sign a new deal, I think. So, I mean, he's obviously done amazing for us and he's consistent, Mr. Reliable. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he's um, he's been a phenomenal player for us. Um, I mean, there was a lot of rumours that, you know, Reading and, and other clubs were looking at him, but 
to be fair. I think I think we're in a good place with Millwall at the minute because these players will get game time. Um, and as Savile learned, you know, he when he went to Middlesbrough, okay, he's earned a lot more money, but he's not playing. No. Um, and all that's going to do is damage you in the long run. You're not you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere um, if you're not playing football. So you know, I think. I think hopefully most of these players, what are there now, will stay. I mean, Marlon signed an extra contact, and under Gary, he looks like a completely different player. Yeah, I've got to agree, mate. I think it's the same with the likes of Wallace as well. I think that's why he loves it so much here. Like, obviously, Wallace done really well at Portsmouth, got his big money move to Wolves, didn't really hit the ground there. Mm. But I think he's the kind of player that appreciates knowing that, you know, he's, he's idolised here. You know, that's his own position down the right hand side. If he's not playing, we miss him like mad. And I think. With Rout coming in, it's which kind of changed the way we play a lot, and we seem to be trying to pass the ball around a little bit more. Um, and obviously, we've got players that seem to be able to do stuff for us and win games. And confidence seems to be going through the roof in the squad. Who, who's your? Um, who do you think your player is to watch this when we come back? Who do you think's gonna? You know, and everything what we've seen with training and little bits and pieces. I mean, who, who do you think's actually gonna come on a different player? I'm looking forward to seeing Thompson come back. He um, got injured, didn't he, before the run of games, and we probably would have missed him for the remainder of the season. But he's come back by the looks of it and hit the ground running from what I've heard and what I've seen. So be interesting to see where he fits in if he gets a game. Because obviously Malumbi and Williams were doing really well before um, before the season ended, so to speak. So be interesting. I can't wait to see him back in the shirt and hopefully with a full squad to choose from. By the looks of it, a lot of teams will makes all the time off so be interesting to see really I think competition for places can only be a good thing at the moment no, Are you glad the season carried on? What's finish? Yeah Yeah I think definitely I know um, League 1 League 2 a lot of it is financials and they'll lose out obviously from hosting games behind closed doors and not get anything out of it so for them it's probably different but I think for the Championship and League and the Premier League it had to finish I think not only because of the money but it makes sense you can't just null and void a season where people have been competing I think if before we start the next one, this had to finish. And it's a shame that all the other divisions had to none and void, but you've got to finish a division and keep the kind of integrity of the game, I think. I think it's good that Coventry's come up. Um, Coventry's a good away day. Uh, if they're not at home. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're at Birmingham now, aren't they? So yeah, they are. That'd be an interesting possible, possible attack on two fronts there. But yeah. Um, <laughs> and the only downside is at Rotherham again. Um, mm. Rotherham's a fucking ball lake to get to. Yeah, hold on to your fingers as well if you go up there. So it's an absolute shithole. I hate that place. And never seem to have good away games up there and always seem to come away with empty-handed as well. I don't know what it is about that place. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, Rotherham was fucking shit. Um, <laughs> I suppose the other things we need to talk about is um, all this bollocks from um, those of you who don't know, Mark Roberts is a serving police officer in charge of the UK Football Union. Um, and he was allegedly throwing his toys out of the pram um, over Liverpool and Everton, um, playing their game at either ground. Um, and now they are. But he's also thrown his toys out of the pram over Derby and uh, Leeds. There was rumour that the Leeds-Derby game was going to be played in um, St Mary's at Southampton. Ridiculous. Um, uh, both teams would have had to travel down, stayed in hotels, whatnot, and, and played. Um, I think the problem is now is that 
the police and the FA and everyone else and the EFL have, um, the police have a lot of influence. Mm. And I think that what we've got to remember is that these games, even though some of them are playing at home and, and there was a guy um, on the bank, I think, next to the Millwall Calf watching um, or, or on the cycle road, on the cycle lane watching it, is that we don't give EFL or um, the police any opportunity to really um, force the club to move out because the last thing we want is games being played at, at some neutral ground somewhere else because then they, you know, our players will lose the benefit of the den. Um, mm. Regardless if there's people in there or not, I think that um, as much as you probably want to, just watch it on the telly, it's going to be on Sky. And if it's not on Sky, it's going to be on iFollow. Um, and I think that, you know, okay, if you haven't got iFollow, you're not, you know, registered for it or whatever, it's going to cost you a tenner. Sky's free, it's just on a normal channel. Um, but again, that stuff with Sky, I mean, Sky's looking like to force the championship teams to pay them £10 million back um, because they haven't played the games. And, you know, what, in the current situation, I just think that's complete bollocks. Um, yeah, I agree, mate. I think they're all obviously cash-strapped and looking to earn back any money they've lost out on. But to ask football clubs to fork out, and obviously no clubs legislated for losing out and obviously paying the wages of the players still whilst having no games on, um, losing out on gate revenue, losing out on, I suppose we don't make a lot from, a lot from a club shop, but you know, losing out on merchandise as well, sales on a match day. Um, to then demand money back is bonkers. Yeah, we definitely don't make much from our club. That's a, fucking, <laughs> that's a guarantee. But, I mean, you see, to me, I would just thought that someone like Sky has missed a bit of a PR trick here. They could have turned around and said, you know what, look, yeah, we're down on revenue, but rather than just taking money back out of you, we're going to invest it into the championship side's community trust side of it. We're going to do something mm-hmm. back into back into grassroots, back into the community. Um, their claim is a tax loss. Do you know what I mean? They're not gonna they're not gonna lose out. They're claiming against a tax loss. Um, I don't know what their tax bills are. Um, we we leave that one alone. But you know, they would be able to claim it as a tax loss and then everyone's happy, everyone's got a great, you know, there's a great feeling with it rather than going, well actually, I mean, they've not charged people for the last two months and now all of a sudden they're gonna rake as much in as they can. Mm. Um it's there. The other bugbear of mine, fucking EFL. How the fuck, and I know it's gone on for ages, but it's just been highlighted over this. How the fuck can you charge someone who lives in fucking Spain, a, a fiver, to watch Millwall and charge someone who lives in Birmingham a tenner? Do you know I what I mean? It's just, yeah. uh, the normal part of the season, fine. You want more overseas, you want to make it easier for someone on holiday and whatnot, fine. I understand mm-hmm. that. But it's in lockdown. No fucking yeah. is going to be there. So, Even if you've done the old trick, I think it's been a fiver all season, so now all of a sudden to hike it up to a tenner, I don't, I don't get a logic, I agree with you. I always thought it was about six, seven quid, but yeah. I, I've been told it is a tenner all season and a fiver for international. But again, why? Mm. I just I, I just think it's, a, it's the biggest load of fucking bollocks from the FA, as always, or the EFL, as always. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. So, I mean, so let's, let's have a look what's... Um, What's been put out this week by the um, by the club is they've got the where are we? We're down here. Make sure you got your tokens for your uh, account on it on iFollow. <laughs> yeah, no, let's see in here. That's that's definitely it. I mean, um, as far as I'm led to believe, the insurance was um, it's not the same policy. 
Um, I believe it was the same broker um, and they sold a better policy to some of the teams and not others. But I believe that they're, um, there's about nine teams who who feel that they've been hard done by or, or they're looking to um, to fight this down the appropriate channels, um, which is fair. And I think that these sort of policies um, are always there to be scrutinised to a degree. I mean, Middlesbrough had the same policy or, or can't confirm, but I mean, you know, there must be one one insurance group as such what probably does the whole of the championship, yet Middlesbrough's got payout and other clubs haven't. You know, I can't see teams like Middlesbrough paying more. I can see teams like Middlesbrough possibly just got different terms in place or, or whatever. It just seems a bit mad that, you know, they've been paid out some. I know there's a limit on it, but they've been paid out some and, and, and other teams haven't. Which, you know, again, it's unfair. I think we're in unprecedented, unprecedented wars and, and there should be a lot more fairness there. But, you know, it, it isn't. Um, One of those unfortunate things, isn't it? That if you've got a bit, a bit of clout behind you, maybe a bigger club, arguably, you know, sort of things like this happen. Charlton refunds. What's your views on Charlton refunds? you want your money back? Uh, I wasn't too fussed about the season ticket, but I think for the Charlton away game, I mean, I, I was kind of one of the other people that didn't know really. I thought always away tickets go to the opposite uh, to the home ground, so Charlton would have got the money out of it. But by the face of it, it sounds like Mills got hold of the money. So Mills uh, kept hold of the money. I think Mills kept hold of the money. There you go. Kept in their bank account, um, whatever it was, underground or whatever it was, they kept hold of it. Uh, it's normally paid out, as far as I know from my days when I was found on the board, it's normally paid out about seven days afterwards. Um, oh, yeah. And then what happens is that Millwall would keep 5% of revenue. So they would keep 5%. And then obviously when Millwall goes to Charlton or when Charlton goes to Millwall, again, it works out that the club, the away club going there, who sells the tickets, makes about 5%. Um Pure and simply because, obviously, um, it's just admin and then it works out the other way better. So mm-hmm. we've got the money. No one's got it. I think Millwall, as far as I'm led to believe, Millwall said that they've got no interest making payments or they've got no problem making the payments. Um, but obviously, right at this moment, they don't have enough people to be able to do all of that. And also, they don't really have the money mm-hmm. there to do it right now. Um, so I think if you're desperate, get in touch. Don't think um, for a shadow of a doubt that they won't pay you. I think it's just the way it maybe came across. I think when you read into what they've said, obviously, about the whole I follow situation, £90 worth of investments for nine games, and um, there's no real... Me- I mean, there is a little mention, obviously, where you could donate your money to the, the Lions Centre or to the community schemes. I'm sure they need the funds as well. But it, I think, yeah, it was like you're thinking, load, it's, it's kind of, it wasn't very transparent it was more like a little light at the bottom just kind of if you want to do this instead sort of thing or if you want your refund then get in contact sort of thing yeah i think the club's gonna have to make a payment to um to the to to the trust um purely just to help keep them afloat mm-hmm. because of the current situation or their grants and all that so i'm led to believe by speaking to them it have, have literally just stopped dead so i think mm-hmm. it's an option that you know if you're not really fussed on having your money back donate it to the trust um, and be part of the package, what's going to go to the trust as a rescue package from the club and JB and whatnot. But if you do need your refund, then it's probably best you just email the club and say, look, sorry, times are hard. I want my money. Um, you're going back to the iFollow passcode. So I'm led to believe that that passcode is for anyone who's got a season ticket. So um, if you've got a kid's season ticket, the kid will get that code. So, I mean, 
which ain't a bad deal, really, when you pay 23 quid for a season ticket and you've got 90 quid's worth of games for free, you're going to get them regardless if mm-hmm. if you've got Sky or not. You'll be able to watch them a, a, across the board. Um, every game live on I follow. I see that as a as a gesture. I mean, if the club was to pay everyone 90 quid out, I think it's going to cost the club and the current current numbers I've sort of seen around. It's about 750 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely don't think the club's got that sort of money at the minute. No, I think, yeah, like you said, like, you know, they've done well to not keep the players furloughed. And obviously that's a big advantage for us, hopefully, going back to the season. They've all been doing their bit, training individually at least when they had to. And, you know, it's worked in our favour that they've not been furloughed because hopefully they're a bit fitter and ready to go. So, I mean, you've got to kind of give your hats off and say well done to John Berylson. Obviously, we're quite lucky to have a chairman like him, really, because... You look around, obviously Charlton got their takeover news, I think, yesterday, or the day we were recording. Um, and obviously they've now hopefully got a good owner going forward. But we've been lucky to have someone like Berylson for the last 14, 15 years now, isn't it? So yeah, 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 pretty he's much. Been a, he's been Mr. Reliable, really. I mean, a criticism might be that he doesn't spend the cash when maybe an option might be there to get a certain player. But in reality, if you look at it, you know, we're, we're probably in a better position compared to a lot of teams in this division that are spending. Yeah, well, I'm under the, I'm under the understanding that the reason he didn't want um, the players being furloughed was that he wanted them to be bang on it because um, he wanted it so that when we come back, the players are going to be right on the money and ready to go um, because we stand a huge chance of possibly getting into the Premiership. Um, I know it's a pipe dream and, and, you know, how many times before have we said it, but I think, you know, right now, We've got players and we've got a manager what potentially could get us in the Premiership. Yeah, um, definitely. Dream it because, let's be honest, two points away from the playoffs, like nine games to go, not looking behind us, very much look above because what's the harm? What do you think since Gary's taken over? I mean, his mentality seems to be a lot better. His, um, his post-match interviews seem to be um, a breath of fresh air, really, compared to Harris. I mean, I'm not slagging <laughs> Harris off, but Harris was very much a blame game as such or, yeah. or, or not a blame game but it come across as a blame game I think Harris was um, quite keen to maybe shoulder all the responsibility and we might not have had good fixtures and good results so maybe at times it came across quite poorly but Rowett's just been refreshing I think since he came in we're a playoff side really if you look at the table from that day onwards I think we've been fourth place in the league which when you look at that you can't knock it because we're not definitely the fourth richest club in the league so I think for that, we're punching above our weight as we always like to and we thrive upon. But not only really that, just the way to change the team, the mentality. The players going into the game thinking, not can we maybe try and nick a nil-nil or try and win one nil. Instead, we're trying to beat teams 3-0 away at Forest and stuff like that. You know what I mean? We're constantly on it. And I think the confidence is there. When you watch him in interviews through the club channels, it, it's just you kind of sit there thinking, right, like, I'm ready to go now. I'm buzzing to kind of see the football come back because you could just see the enthusiasm on him and it's, it's refreshing. So fair play to him. And I think he said the other day it's his dream job or not dream job, but the best job he's had so far. And considering he's managed big clubs like Derby, Stoke, you know, Birmingham, it's a big prop to us. There's no pressure for him, is there, really? No. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there is obviously pressure because you're in charge of a football, you know, you're, you're a manager of a football club, but there is no pressure. I mean, he come in, the team had gelled. Mm-hmm. He's literally come in with his, with his people and just changed it slightly, made them play slightly better. Um, when he come in the first game with Charlton and, you know, 10 minutes to go, he's suddenly sticking attackers on rather than the normal stick defenders and we end up losing. And it was like, you know what? We're drawing, just go fucking win it. 
Yeah, why not? Just go out, win it, and if we lose or we draw, so what? Let's go fucking have it. Let's give um, it a go. And and that is a much better mentality for how us as fans want Millwall to play. We want it to be shit or bust every game. Um, go out there and, and and do as best you can and 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 leave it all on the field. And I think that's the that's the way it's been, and that's the way I think going forward is. Um, Absolutely. And look at away games this season. The away games this season had, had lots and lots of people following. Um, there was good numbers on away games. But yeah, I agree with you that if we didn't have JB, I think we'd be fucked. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, you know, we're quite lucky because he is there constant and he might not be, I know he's a presence from afar sometimes and maybe he's not always at the games and stuff like that and that can rub people up the wrong way because obviously he's the owner of the club. But in reality, at the end of the season, when we're in debt and we need X amount of money to be written off, he's the guy that does it. And, you know, we're quite lucky to have that because there's no shoestring budget either. You know, we can push out and get players. Bradshaw, Leonard, players come to mind that cost more than a million quid. And mm-hmm. for us, that's, you know, I mean, it's a criticism because we don't spend five or six million. But in reality, we're living within our means. But, you know, when the right time's right, we do go for players and push out for it. So, you know, I think, we're, I think we're now as a club, we're in a, a lot better financial Path. I still think we're we're miles behind on on commercial revenue opportunities. I think we're going in the right direction with Husky with a big five year deal, which is hopefully going to make sure that this year we'll be able to get Huge. the um, the shirts out earlier because we've got the sponsorship already set mm. up and we can do it all and and hopefully get revenue back that way. But um, I think that when you look at other clubs, what they do for merchandise and and everything else and their items, their, their stock. Um, their sponsorship deals, everything else. I think that we are probably 15, 10, 15 years behind. Um, and I think the reputation or the perceived reputation of Millwall doesn't benefit that. But again, it's um, I think the club's trying hard to change it. I think Millwall fans as a whole are trying hard to change it. We're not letting people get away with it so much now, especially online. You know, you look at it, um, people will challenge people's yeah. views of Millwall. Um, you know, we don't want that. Um, task. Um, unfortunately, I think the new generation of Millwall fan is a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know this this video culture of video everything. Um, you know, drop people in it, drop the club in it. Um, again, go back to um, where was it? Rotherham was it? Rotherham or was it? Who was it? Um, Rochdale, wasn't it? I can't think who it was now. Rotherham. Who was, was that one? I know oh, it was no when it was Evan. Oh, the home game with the chart, yeah. yeah I mean, that's chart. unfortunate, but I think that's it's kind of the, the world we live in now where everyone's got a camera phone and everyone's kind of wanting to get like some retweets on Twitter, you know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things, but at the same time, I agree. Whilst we do want the image to slightly change to be more attractive, at the same time, I'd hate to lose that feeling you get when you walk into the den knowing it's a Can't lose that. Can't, Can't lose that. that. I think it's what, what, what there is is there, there's a line, and I think there is a hostile line where you've got to walk that line, but you've got to do it without stepping over the line, do you know what I mean? You can be mm. aggressive, you can be in people's faces without being over-aggressive, you know, without being it. Do I want that guy who sits in the East Lower calling every player a cunt and, and you know, everything else all the way through the game? Of course mm. you do, because that's what puts people off. That's what makes it a terrifying place for the old dumb, the Leicester player, Ben, was it Ben? Ben Chilwell, yeah, the left-back. Yeah. yeah, he fucking hated it. And yeah. you've got to have that there because it makes, that's what Millwall is. But, on the same level, you've just got to understand that we live in a world now where 
fucking hell, people just get offended for, for the sake of being offended. Mm. Um, I mean, Christ, there's probably people listening to this who don't like the word cunt and fuck and everything else. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a South London manner. It is how it is. And, yeah. and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to hide away from using language what, what using everyday life. But Millwall is, is Millwall. And, and I suppose it's one of those that, you know, unfortunately, if it's not your thing, don't fucking come. Mm. It's not going to change. You know, your your perceived perception of Millwall, if you read the papers, is a completely different image to how Millwall is if you actually went through the door and uh, and had a look for yourself. Yeah, family club of the year, right? You know, we're a community. This is it. You come to the den. Come on, like, mate. You sound like a fucking Leeds fan there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, the reality is, like, you know, there's no better place to be than the den on a Saturday. I hate it when I go. You mentioned Coventry getting promoted. I used to hate going to their new ground. Soulless. You know, you've got a 20,000, 30,000 stadium. It's all filled in on the edges, you know. And same with, like, a place like Derby, you know, like, Forest. I mean, Forest is probably a bit more than old school ground, but you hate it when you're going to a ground and it's just there's no atmosphere to it. And ours is unique, and you wouldn't want anyone to try their copy it or try and replicate it because they can't. Let's be honest. It's because it's of the fans, and you need to hold on to that, really. Worst thing West Ham ever did was got rid of their own ground. Yeah. So and unfortunately, they listened to the bullshit, and by mm-hmm. the time it was, it it was too late for them to do anything about it. It was being demolished. Um, and now they're in the taxpayer-funded mm. um, bowl. I think it's it's ruined them. Um, you know, in more ways than one. I mean, you know, they are a rival, but now you look at them some days and look at what goes on in that stadium with the fucking popcorn and this and all of that. You just can't help but laugh at the fuckers, do you know what I mean? And think, you know, that's what it is for selling your soul. Um, mm. And I definitely don't think we are scanning in the Premiership would sell our fucking soul. I <laughs> think... Um, the Premiership would be a bit lively. Um, I think we'd thrive on it, you know, like the idea of welcoming all these prima donnas down to the den, you know what I mean? Like, we would set out every game and the idea of that, it's a dream. And I think I'd only want it for a couple of seasons. I wouldn't want it much after, you know, the cost of going to the games and all that sort of rubbish. But, you know, like, just to have that experience as a Mill fan would be unbelievable. And I think we'd never change for it. Two seasons, one season would be great. Two seasons would be <laughs> probably enough. Um, yeah. And then, you know, jump in the championship two season would give us enough money to be able to do stuff That's true. Um, and, and you know set ourselves up going forward and then just become an established championship club would be would be good for me um, it does make it interesting though with the whole you know renewal I dare say their name and stuff out on this podcast because obviously what we think of them but you know the whole you know what's going to happen to the stadium how's it going to look we've seen the drawings and the plans but how's that going to change the atmosphere how's it going to change the community around the den because as much as it's a shithole, let's be honest, around the area, it's our shithole, you know what I mean? And we don't want that to change, deviate too much from it's going to change it is. though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, the next five or ten mate. years, potentially, yeah. you're going to have tower blocks everywhere around the den. Um, yeah. and, and you go in, you know, at the moment where we go to the den, you've got, you know, the Millwall Cafe, or you've got the industrialised mm-hmm. you're going to walk oh, on. Now fucking, you know, Tarquin and, and yeah. you know, Malcolm and all that. I like, hate it, mate. Honestly, it's going to be a bit, yeah, you know, it's definitely going to be very strange going into It's like going to be like going to the likes of Arsenal or the yeah. other teams where they've got look at Peckham there. now. I don't know how often you go through Peckham, mate, but as God, little like, as I have to, if yeah, I don't have getting to, on that East London line or now the overground, yeah, 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 yeah. It used to be compared to now, and you're seeing all these like. Fuck me, all these ankle swingers and everything. Show you think stuff like, what is this? But we've got Queensway Peckham now looks fucking completely yeah. different. 
<laughs> Surrey Keys. <laughs> Surrey Keys used to be fucking docks. It's now fucking more flats there than they've got yeah. fucking anywhere else. I mean, but it's gentrification. It's mental. Yeah, it's where the money is, isn't it? Let's be honest. So it is. I suppose as a club, you'd think hopefully we benefit from it, but don't deviate too much, and no, hopefully no. still hold on to our true values of what Mill is about. Really, no, that's it. So, I mean, look, we're we're going to be coming back with shows after, um, hopefully, around each each game we play. We do a review. We do, um, you know, look at the games. We'll be watching the games, and I follow. We might might record games while we're watching. Uh, mm-hmm. We try different things to try and make it work. Um, we'll obviously stick within uh, the eyes of the law as such. So, you know, we won't be doing live feeds and playing that game as such, but we'll be mm-hmm. doing bits and pieces around it. But we've got a few specials lined up. Um, and I suppose we can say uh, this year, 20, 2020 is the 10 year anniversary of uh, Michael Calvin's book, Family. And it was um, something that I wanted to do a few months back. And I sort of, I said to you, if we could do it, would you want to do it? Um, and that's your era, 2009, 2010. It's like, you know, your mastermind, yeah. you know, your quiz time for it. <laughs> so um, I approached Michael. I know Michael um, is, a, is, is a thoroughly lovely gentleman. Um, and I put it to him and said, you know, look, it's 10 years would you like to do, would you do a special? You know, let's look into how it become, how it come about, what made you want to do it on Millwall, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, yeah, yeah, we do it. No problem. So with that, we went and approached a lot of players. Um, some we heard back from, some we didn't. Um, some we decided that really, did we really want to speak to players and, and whatnot? So we approached a group and... We've got what four? I think four or five um, players from from that that season, from from the book and everything else um, involved. We're going to be recording that show on the twenty fourth, and I feel like a fucking kid at a sweet shop. Hey mate, um, I can't wait for it. Honestly, it's like, the players we've got on are, yeah. are are great players to be able to talk to. Yeah. Great players to be able to, you know, they're. They're proper Millwall, and if you've read the book, I suppose you could say they're governors. You know, some of them might be. So that's yeah. maybe a hint of who maybe we could be getting on. So nice. No, I see it. it's my it's my era where I mean, obviously, but a bit beforehand as well. The two thousands onwards is, you know, it's, I'm all over it, and I, I can't wait to the prospect of getting them on the show really and just talking about that season because I know for as a Millwall fan, obviously the season before the heartbreak we had at Wembley, losing to Scunthorpe, but going back there and doing what we did, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure there's some unbelievable stories that have not been brought up. No, just yet. So I think we're looking at that. We're gonna, we've got a family one, uh, family special, ten year anniversary special uh, coming up uh, towards the end of the month. We're recording it. That will come out probably the end of the month by the time we do the edit and everything else. Um, we're gonna look at doing a special around the '85 team. We've done one on the 79 team um, and we're doing a bit more on recording um, a show with that tonight with a, um, a couple of ex-players talking about um, a different project we we're looking at, which again will come out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to look at possibly doing uh, the 2004 team, the 88 team. Um, and we're just going to look at doing specials. We're not, you know, look, we're not going to try and, and step on anyone else's toes. Um, we're doing our own thing 
Um, but again, we are looking at a website. So if you are a writer or you want to, you feel that you, you do stuff what doesn't necessarily got published or you, you don't know how to get it published then you know, um, get in touch with myself or Omar. We will put our contacts at, at the bottom. We've got an email address for us or you can catch us on Twitter. Um, let us know, send us your stuff. Um, we'll look at it. Omar's looking at getting back into his blogging days again, so that'll probably yeah. be on the website. Even we'll if you just want to chat shit on it, if you want to see my blog and you disagree with every single word of it, feel free to tell me on the site. You know, it's just debating about Mill, talking about Mill, anything about Mill will be on there. And, you know, it's, it's the one thing that I, I think, you know, lucky it's put me into contact with so many people. You know, it's, it's, this is our life, you know what I mean? So, you know, if you've got anything you want to add to it, feel free to let us know. Omar, in a, in a couple of shows' time, I think Omar's going to end up grilling me about my time as fan of the board. Um, <laughs> so there'll be some closet doors opening there, probably. Um, oh. <laughs> and we'll tell it how it is, we'll tell it how, how it is and why, why um, I left. Um, it's just going to be as much as we can, as best we can, as much as we can. Um, we've got a Twitter account, we've got a Facebook account, we've got an Instagram account, we've got a YouTube channel. We're going to try and use all of these. We've got the podcast channel, which is growing really, really well. So thank you very much for everyone who's actually downloading it and giving it a listen. Um, if you do like it, please do leave a comment, leave a review. Um, give us five stars. That all helps with our searchability, being able to go up and, and down. Same as, on, um, same as on YouTube. If you do like it, please tick the notification button so every time we put something on, we are looking at doing these sort of things right now. We're on Zoom. We're looking at doing these going forward, potentially of putting these on um, onto the YouTube channel. And when we get more people, so we can have an interactive, we will look to put them on. And then occasionally we will. We are looking now. We're we're researching um, the equipment and we're researching the feasibilities of doing live uh, YouTube, live Zoom stuff or, or Twitter. Um, yeah, it's exciting times. That's it. I suppose now we've got things to talk about and all, you know, like much as uh, it's been in the pipeline for a while, you know, football's coming back as well and we'll do our take on things, really. We won't, like you said, we won't step on anyone's toes, but we're just going to talk about Millwall and all I could do all day anyway. So yeah. I'm sure you'll be bored enough of me after a while, but, you know, this is it. It's what we love to do. So. It's going to be the world according to Millwall fans and basically anything to do with Millwall. Um, yeah. So if, if you're a Millwall fan, you've got anything you want to tell people, tell us if you've got a charity event doing, tell mm -hmm. us, come on the show. Um, you've got Nick's show, which is unique, and I took loads and loads of inspiration from Nick for finally um, getting the nerve to do this and obviously getting you on board. Um, so look, we're there. We're, we're just another platform. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you want to get involved. Uh, if you want to look at getting involved with sponsorship, money for sponsorship will go um, towards charities same way as Nick's it's the only way we've learned but we've got lots of things planned so look any final thoughts you have Omar for the uh, for the millions of listeners we well uh, no I think we've covered everything mate I just can't wait for the football to get back going and common your lies I've all got to say to that to be honest because let's bring it on and let's try and sneak into those playoffs and I'm sure we'll be doing our bits to talk about all the games and yeah let's bring it on really Excellent. So, look, we will be back in about a week's time. We've got another special show coming out uh, probably uh, not long after this one goes. This one, hopefully, if editing goes right, should be on Friday night. So, if you are listening to this, it did come out on Friday night. Um, if you like the guitar music at the start and end of the show, that's done by a kid called Harry uh, Kenny. 
um, a good friend of mine's son, and um, his Instagram account is linked in the description. If you've not checked out the quiz yet, you've got to be mighty clever to play it. Um, it's 50 questions, um, very tricky. Um, most people haven't got half a decent score there, so no one's got real decent. So if you do think you're capable, it is available on uh, a podcast previous one uh, with a link to the Google Forms, or you can do it on the YouTube channel. It's right. a good quiz, worth, worth a go. You've had a go, Omar? Yeah, I think um, I, I, I struggle when it comes to the 90s in prior, mate. You know what? <laughs> like I said, but um, more recent times, I normally go on lock. So, yeah. So, you didn't do very well with the 79 season. Well, not quite. But, yeah, it's, like, it is a good uh, little watch and a good little play along. If you've got a couple of hours spare and, you know, you're looking for something fun to do whilst you're in lockdown still, definitely give it a try and enjoy it. No, let's see. It takes about 40 minutes, 30 minutes or so to do by the time you get it all done. Um, we are looking to do more of those. So if you do like those, please let us know. We are looking to do more than those. Um, Omar is a fountain of knowledge. Omar has uh, a head full of stats. So as we move on, we will get more of his stats. Uh, we have got a couple of stat companies what want to work with us too. So good times ahead. Um, thank you very much for supporting us so far. We are now going to start going proper with the games and hopefully uh, as the games kick in, that'll probably be two a week um, until the end of the season. And hopefully at the end of the season, we'll be screaming and shouting and drinking champagne and saying we're in a premiership. If not, yeah. it's Millwall's a bunch of cunts and they threw it away. So whichever way we're going to win and we're going to be, it's going to be traditional. So um, on that note, the final goodbye then can go to you, Omar. I'll leave nice you. One. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And um, like I said, or oh, as Mickey's said, echo that. Just make sure you show us about anything to put forward. Feel free to contact us on Twitter, email, anything, and um, we'll get back to you. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.